Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We are taking our sidebar and focusing on the blessing. I wanted to uh, mention to you guys a couple of things about the blessing. There's several different types of blessing within the Bible. The first was given to Adam, and then uh, we know that it was passed down, and it came to Noah. And after the flood, Noah, that blessing to, that was given to Adam was to replenish the earth and uh, to subdue. And so we know that mankind, uh, that particular blessing is seen within the world today because all of the races came from Adam, uh, from Noah's children. And um, as they scattered across uh, the different uh, uh, parts of the world. And if you had followed me in this, you know that in the book of Noah, when uh, Enoch had, uh, um, not the book of Noah, when Enoch had a dream about Noah's son, is a black, red, and uh, white bull, as they said, and that represent all the different races and so forth. Um, the other blessing is the blessing of Abraham, and because God came with Abraham and made a covenant with him, and then blessings, blessings that are you see that as blessings are in um, the book of Deuteronomy, and uh, there's uh, by ways we we partake of uh, prosperity and stuff like that is not through the um, blessing of Abraham. There's an aspect of the blessing of Abraham that has to do with wealth. And we see it um, traveling through men. We see it in, uh, in Abraham. We see it in Isaac. And we'll see it in Jacob. Very the material piece of it. But there is a spiritual connotation to that. The blessing of Abraham that was given and was to be uh, delivered to the Gentiles. And so we're going to take a look. All of them will zero in on the blessing of Abraham to find out what is it. And how can we benefit from it? We'll take a break, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Bible. Uh, we are going to continue looking at the blessing. I mentioned to you the different types of blessing. In the beginning, uh, we have the, uh, the blessing of Abraham. We have the blessing. And we have uh, blessings. We have the blessing of the high, uh, high priest which Jesus um, bestowed upon us. But we are looking at the blessing. The Bible tells us that the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without any painful toil. And we find that in the book of Proverbs chapter 10, verses 22. And so this blessing, we saw that these brothers uh, went through, uh, we know that Jacob went through all kinds of stuff, to get it, and uh, it was through the scheming of his mother and and him to uh, get it away from Esau. And we saw that Esau recognized that um, that blessing carries a lot of wealth and power. And as I mentioned to you, I believe he um, he needed the wealth in the sense that he had a uh, garment that from Nimrod. And Nimrod ruled men over that, so he had power over men. And uh, some other in the other uh, things that we've looked at, we saw where animals also came to Nimrod as a result of that 
um, in the legend of the Jews, it said that the animals came and they would prostrate themselves down before the wearer of that garment. So we know that uh, Esau is looking for power. We know his lifestyle. And uh, we saw that his brother took that blessing from him. And when took it, um, when uh, he left, he walked out of the room. When Isaac walked out, when Jacob walked out of the room, Esau walks in, starts to beg and cry and wail. He will to the point where he was uh, just broken. And uh, based on that trauma of losing the blessing, losing the birthright, all of that stuff, he vowed that he would uh, kill his brother and um, go after him. But we talked about last podcast as to what that blessing entails. A part of it is the... um, grace of God, which is the divine influence upon the heart and a benefit it brings to the person, the believer. So if you take a look at some of the scriptures that deal with this thing that um, uh, about the blessing of God, what it does, and again, uh, we know that this blessing worked in Abraham's life. It tells us that Abraham was a pretty rich man. Um, the, um, I believe is in uh, Genesis, Genesis 13 too. Now Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And we know that uh, um, this particular blessing brings that. Uh, Now the blessing of Abraham, we're going to go into that at some other time. That's a different type of blessing. That's the spiritual part of the blessing. The, uh, The blessing, I think it is just the material part, but... Um, and it comes to the blessing of Abraham has to do with spiritual things. And if you look in Genesis, not Genesis, I think it's in uh, the book of Galatians chapter 3, it will show you the spiritual aspect of the blessing of Abraham. So um, we are looking at this thing because I know a lot of you guys are hearing it a lot from all the financial uh, or, or the f- um prosperity teachers that are constantly constantly talking about the wealth and they're just focusing on the wealth. And I made a statement last time, if it was just about wealth, the gospel, if it was just about wealth, Paul would be in trouble because he talks about um, not having any of that in the book of um, Corinthians where he talks about being poor and as a result of the gospel. So I am, according to the prosperity teaching, he would not be, you know, you know, a lot of people, um, they feel guilty because they're not there financially. And trust me, man, um, I told you guys the story about my family and how my mom makes sure I get money to have on me and all that type of stuff. It was just crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, I try to tell people we are on the grace and not on the law. The Bible teaches us that. So the blessing is about the wealth. And we'll take a look into um, uh, Jacob's life as we travel through. And because his mom told him to get out of the country to her brother, Edwin's house, and uh, hang out there um, while your brother calms down. Because we know that he was pretty upset. As I mentioned to you, he wanted to kill him. He was planning on, and um, actually was trying to see if he could kill his dad first before um, uh, so that he can go after him. and But God's grace, and you guys, I've talked to you about that grace, divine influence on the heart. Time and grace used by God uh, to bring him back and reconcile these two brothers. 
many years later in their life. And so, uh, so as we continue taking a look into Jacob's life, it is a fascinating life, guys. Um, we know that, uh, um, he now possesses the birthright, possesses the, um, the, uh, the blessing and he hightails out of there and he goes and he keeps, uh, running that his brother pursued him. His brother had his kids coming after him as well. And so um, uh, he pursues him to try and uh, capture him, but he was gone. And, um, you know, uh, God protected him, and he arrives in, at Laban's house. And so Laban is really an interesting gentleman. He is um, his uncle. And so when he gets there, his uncle has twins daughters and so um he uh, jacob falls in love with one of them and uh, uh his uh, uh life changes as now this uh, laban is going to start messing around with his life and uh, we'll see how the blessing um is following this man jacob and he is prospering in all that he's doing he's just prospering even when he gets to laban's house He's bringing material uh, things. Laban recognizes it and uses him to um, pretty much uh, uh, stay there for many years. We'll take a look at the Bible and um, pick up some of these books as we continue to study this gentleman's life as um, how the blessing is operating in it. So we're talking about um, Jacob leaving, and I want I want to stop and read in the Bible so that you guys can see where we're at in the Bible. Um, chapter 28, uh, verses uh, 10. Uh, we know that he um, runs away in uh, uh, chapter uh, 27 uh, from verses 41. Uh, uh, tells us that he ran and, and that his, you know, how it tells us the process by which he did it. The father and the mom came in agreement to him get away and all that stuff. So on his way there, uh, we're in uh, 28, chapter 28, verse 10. Let me read that entire remainder of the verse, verse 22. And then we'll go and take a look at the legends of the Jews and get to that. Continue his life and then we'll up the blessing later because it comes back into play. But I want to show you guys how and when it comes back. But I just wanted to keep the, uh, the flow going of what's happening in your life. So Jacob had a dream at Bethel. We know about ladders, Jacob's ladders, dream, and so forth. Uh, verse 10, And Jacob went out of Sheba and went towards Haran. And he lit it, uh, lighted up a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun set. And he took the stones of the place and put them for his pillow lay down at least to sleep. And he dreamt, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham my father, and of the God of Isaac, the land where thou liest. So thee will I give it and to thy seed. Thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, 
and in thee, in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And we keep seeing that uh, this blessing is coming through, uh, um, and I believe that part of it is uh, just like he said to Abraham, thy seed, and so forth. We read tons of scriptures about that, um, uh, where it tells God comes to him and tells him, he says, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I'm telling you, I, uh, we're going to talk about that blessing. I believe it actually is um, this wealth, peace, and gaining the land. But blessing of Abraham is a byproduct also, another part of the blessing. Uh, we see that this blessing was all through Abraham's life, as I mentioned. It says that now Abram uh, was very rich in livestock and in, in gold. So we'll see the manifestation. So God comes to um, comes to uh, Jacob and he's telling him basically the same thing. And through the earth, the promise will be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you in all places whether thou goest and will bring thee again into the land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee. And I believe that God came to him because, remember, he didn't want to do this thing. He didn't want to uh, steal the birthright, but he got talked into it and he did it. And he um, he was a uh, very, um, as they said in the, the legend, a pious man, and it kind of disturbed him. But he, he, he agreed to do it. He's on his run, on the run, and he's leaving. And God comes to him and says, I am with you. The promise is going to come through. The blessing uh, will be blessed. The people, your nations, that same blessing that he said to Abraham. Many uh, uh, people will come out of you. And so he said, I'll give you this land, the, the material stuff. And uh, he said, and through you, the earth will be blessed. And we'll see how the earth is blessed through him. And he says, I will not leave you um, or forsake you, as the scripture says. Uh, God promised us that too. So Jacob, Jacob awake out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillow, set it up for a pillar, poured oil on the top of it and he called the name of that place Bethel but the name of that city was called Luz at the first and Jacob vowed a vow saying if God will be with me and will keep in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace then shall the Lord be my God and this stone I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give thee tenth unto. And so we know that um, the church uses this again uh, for tithing and to kind of like beat uh, the Christians down because of this. And um, he was the one that made the deal with God. He says, if you do this to me, I'll give you ten percent. So you and I have to make deals. We run a different cover, covenant, and you, you can the God that made that new covenant tell you how much to give, when to give, whatever, and you can even say to him, "I will sow this seed," and so forth. So there are reasons and how to you know to deal with finances. But we see this guy does a couple of things 
And he says, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God be with me, and will keep in this way I'm going, and will bring me bread to eat, and raiment to, eat, uh, to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Remember that, because he's leaving in turmoil. His brother wants to kill him. And so he wants to, his goal, he's, he's making his vow with God. He says, um, if you do this, I will say that you are my God. And so we see that as he makes this, God actually honors this prayer because when he's coming back, he is uh, going to meet his brother. And they're going to have peace. And so that is how, what the Bible states in the book of Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 22. But like I said, I like reading other accounts as well. And the leg legend of the Jews has a lot more information as to what was happening behind the scenes as he began his journey heading to his uncle. And so what we're going to do is just take some additional time and look at um, some information that is a little more, um, as I mentioned to you in this, uh, the legend of the Jews, so we can get some additional input and get a, a picture as to what's going on with this young man. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. Let's continue looking at this particular uh, book. It's This particular part of it is called uh, The Day of Miracles. Jacob's journey to Haran, a successful uh, succession of miracles, the first of five that fell for his sake in the course of it was the sum sunk while Jacob was passing Mount Moriah. It was high noon at the time. He was following the spring period where, wherever the patriarch went or settled. It accompanied Jacob from Beersheba to Mount Moriah, a two-day journey. When he arrived at the holy hill, the Lord said unto him, Jacob, thou hast bread in wallet, and the spring of water is near by the quench thy, thy thirst. Thus thou hast food and drink, and here thou canst lodge for the night. Jacob replied, the sun has barely passed the fifth of its twelve-day stage. Should I lay down to sleep at an unseemly hour? But then Jacob perceived that the sun about to sink, and he prepared to make ready his bed. It was the divine purpose not to let Jacob pass the site of the future temple without stopping. He was to tarry there at least one night. Also God desired to appear unto Jacob, and he showed himself unto his faithful ones only. At the same time, Jacob was saved from the pursuit of Esau, who had detested on account of the premature darkness. So we see that this darkness came on, as is stated here, a little earlier, and because um, his brother was uh, pursuing him, which we saw uh, previously. Jacob took twelve stones from the altar on which his father Isaac had laid down as a sacrifice, and he said, It was the purpose of God to let twelve tribes arise, but they have not been begotten Abraham or Isaac. If now these twelve stones will unite into a single one, then shall I know for a certainty that I am destined to become the father of the twelfth tribe. At this time, the second miracle came to pass, and the twelve stones joined themselves together and made one which he put under his head, and at once it became soft and <laughs> drowsy like a pillow, 
It was well that he had a comfortable couch. Uh, he was in great need of rest, for it was the first night in 14 years that he had did not sleep um, well. During all those years passed in Eber's house of lear learning, he had devoted the night to study, and for 20 years to come, he was not to sleep. For while he was with his uncle Laban, he spent all night um, and every night reciting the Psalms. On the whole, it was night of marvel. He dreamed a dream in which the course of the world's history was unfolded to him. On the ladder set up on the earth, with the top of it reaching to heaven, he beheld the two angels who had been sent to Sodom for 138 years that had been banished from the celestial region because they had betrayed their secret mission to Lot. They had accompanied Jacob for his father's house thither. Now they were ascending heaven. When they arrived there, he heard them call to the other angels, saying, Come ye, see countenance of this pious Jacob, whose likeness appears on the divine throne. They who yearned long to see it, and then he beheld the angels descending from heaven to gaze upon him. Also saw the angels of the four kingdom ascending the ladder, the angel of blonde mounted seventeen um seventy rounds, that angel of Medea uh, forty two, that a Greek one hundred and eighty, and that Edom very high, saying, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. And Jacob heard a voice um, uh, speaking and says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the utmost parts of the pit. God himself reproved Edom, saying, Thou, though the mountain be high, and the eagle as though the nest be set among the stars, I will bring thee down. Hence, furthermore, God showed unto Jacob the revelation of Mount Sinai, the translation of Elijah, the temple in the glory of its um, spoilation, Nebuchadnezzar's attempt to burn the tree, the three holy children in the fiery furnace, and Daniel's encounter with Baal. In this first prophetic, prophetic dream um, by Jacob, God made him. The promise that land upon which he laid his laying will be given to him, but he laid upon the, the whole um, of the Philistines, which God had fold together to put him under. And the promise continued, A seed will be like unto the dust of the earth, as the earth survive all things, so thy children will survive all the nations of the earth. As the earth is trodden upon by also so thy children, will, they, when they commit trespass, will trodden upon by the nations of the earth. And furthermore, God promised Jacob should spread out to the west, east, and gather promise than uh, that given to his father, greater promise than that given to his father, um, Abraham and Isaac, to whom he had allotted a limited land. Jacob was an unbounded possession. For this wondrous dream, Jacob arose with uh, stars of fright in account of the vision he had, the destruction of the temple, he cried out, How dreadful is this place? This is none other than the house of God. Here it is the gate of heaven, uh, which Papraeus ascended to him. He took the stones made out of the twelve, and set it up pillar, poured oil upon it, on the top of it, and, and it flowed down from heaven. And God sang this anointed song unto the abyss to serve as a center of the earth, the same stone, the even 
the, that forms the center of the sanctuary there unto the uh, name uh, engraven, the knowledge of which may a man master over nature and over life and death. So they're saying that, according to this, that um, uh, there is uh, in the sanctuary, the center of the sanctuary, where an infallible name is graven uh, on this particular item, and uh, that person would have master over nature and over life and death. Jacob cast himself down before the Eben and entered God and entreated God to fulfill the promise he had given to him. And also he prayed that God grant him honorable substance, for God had not mentioned bread to eat and remnant to put on, that Jacob might learn, have faith in the Lord. Then he vowed to give tenth of all he owned unto God, if he would but grant his option. Thus Jacob was the first to take a vow unto himself, and the first to separate the five from his income. God had promised him also, almost that is desirable, but he feared he might forfeit the pledge, forfeit the pledge, blessing through sinfulness. And again he prayed earnestly that God would bring him back to his father's house, unimpaired by in body possession and knowledge, and guarded him in the strange land where he was going against idolatry, moral life, and bloodshed. He prayed at the end, Jacob set on his way to Haram, and the third one that happened in the twinkling of an eye, he arrived at his destination. The earth jumped from Mount uh, Moriah to Haran. A wonder like this, God has executed only four times in the whole course of history. I remember one in the Bible, in the um, the New Testament, when uh, the disciple um, prayed, and then he was transported into, after he preached to the Ethiopian man, um, he was transported to different locations. So anyway, um, we see that uh, he fell asleep, the dream, he made some deals out of it, and we know that... Um, uh, as he's heading up, he entered into this Haran. Uh, uh, he was teleported. He says, the first thing to meet him uh, in Haran was that well whence inhabitants drew their supply of water. Although it was a great city, Haran suffered from dirt of water, and therefore the well could not be used by the people. Free of charge, Jacob's sojourn in the city produced a change. By reason of his meritorious deed, the water spring was blessed, and the city had enough water for its need. Jacob saw a number of people by the well, and questioned them, Brethren, whence be ye? He thus made himself a model for to flow, follow a man should be compatible or companionable, and addresses others like brothers and friends, not wait for them to greet him. Each one should strive to be the first to give the salutation of peace that angel, uh, angels of peace and compassion will come, on, come to meet him. When he was informed that the bystanders hailed from Haran, he made inquiry about the character and vocation of his uncle Laban and whether they were on terms of friendly intercourse um, with him. They answered briefly, There is peace between us, but if thou art desirous of inquiring further, there comes Rachel, daughter of Laban. From her thou canst learn all that thou hast in mind to learn. They knew women like talk, therefore they refer for him to Rachel. Hey, I didn't, you know, I'm just reading it, guys. 
Jacob found it strange so many should be standing idle by the by the well. And the question further, are you laborers? Then it is too early for you to buy your work. But if you are pastoring your own sheep, why do you not water your flock and let them feed? He, they told him they were waiting until all the shepherds brought their flocks thither, and together they rolled the stone from the out of the well. While he was yet speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, and Laban had no sons, and a pest having broken out shortly before amongst his cattle. So few slept, few sheep were left that a maiden like Rachel could easily tend them. Now when Jacob saw the daughters of his mother's brother approaching, he rolled a great stone from the mouth of the well. As easily as a cork is drawn from a bottle, the fourth wonder of the um, extraordinary day. Jacob's strength was equal to the strength of all the shepherds, and his two arms all alone, he accomplished what usually required the united force of the large assembling of men. He had been divinely empowered or endowed with the supernatural strength of leaving the Holy Land. God had caused the dew of the resurrection to drop upon him, and his physical strength was so great that even in a combat with the angel, he was victorious. Fifth and last wonder of the day was that water rose from the depths of the well to that very top. There was no need to draw it up, and there it remained all the twenty years that Jacob abode in Haran. So that is the account of his journey according to the um, legend of the Jews. Like I said, they had some sexist stuff in there. But hey, man, I'm just reading what it says. Uh, so my goal, again, is just to basically bring um, some insight to you guys as to what was happening there in the culture at that time. I know when I studied in Bible school, we had a a course, Bible Customs, Manners and Customs, that we had to learn all the different customs and the manners that were in the Eastern world versus Western civilization. And that's why I'm telling you guys, that Western Christianity is different from Eastern Christianity. Their behavior, their attitude, everything is different. Western Christianity don't believe in meditation, but Eastern Christianity does because the Bible tells us in Eastern uh, culture, David said, I meditate in thy word day and night. God told Joshua, says, I want you to meditate in this day and night. Uh, so that meditation is not a Western thing. They kind of frown on it because I remember... They would tell me when I was a young Christian that if I meditated, let the devil in so that, um, you know, if you leave your mind blank, the devil would then jump in. Wow. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for following me. And um, I continue to pray for you and your family that God will bless you, that he would reveal himself to you so that you can understand who you are as sons of God, so that you can join forces with all the sons of God change this world. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode 